hope you're hungry because you're listening to Everybody Eats. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Everybody Eats podcast. It's your host, Bensky Belazaire. We're here with co-host Edom Ekpi, and we have a really special guest with us today, Ms. Jalen Fromm. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much. No doubt, no doubt. So for all our listeners, make sure you're tuning in on all our platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, uh, we're definitely trying to grow our YouTube channel, so make sure you're checking us out. Um, all our episodes are uploaded on there as well as audio on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on all social media. Uh, Instagram is where you see most of our snippets at everybodyeats.pod. All right, so let's get this episode started. So, Miss Brown, um, it's funny, like, uh, I, I like telling, like, you know, how, how I met a lot of our guests. So, this was. It was through Aaron Roos, I believe. I think he posted something. He posted something and I like I commented on him like interested in trying to get him on the podcast. And he told me to reach out to you. And then um I think like yeah, I emailed you and then I think like he was like unavailable for the time. And then like I saw your story um on your like your news clip about the Hampton Roads Youth Foundation. Oh, yeah. I was like, hey, like, you know, I would love to have you on the podcast too. So it's funny how you know how, how people meet. So um, if you could go and you know describe who you are, where you're from, a little intro and background about yourself, and get that. Sure, for sure. So my name is Jalen Brown. I am originally from Haverty Grace, Maryland, but I've been here in Hampton, Virginia, for the past gosh, I guess now ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came here for school. I went to Hampton University, and so I ended up staying here in Virginia. Um, I created my business with my business partner that was jam management at the time. And now I have totally rebranded and I'm on my own. So I'm CEO of the JB agency, as well as director of community development for councilman Aaron Rouse, which is yes, how, how we connected. So, um, What I do basically for my company is we specialize in PR, marketing, branding, events, and community development. Uh, So it ties into a lot of the things that people see me doing, maybe on social media, hosting events, or just putting together things for the community. And I've been doing it for the past seven years. I've worked with countless amounts of athletes and entertainers and so I really really enjoy being that liaison kind of person to make things happen for others and bring their dreams to fruition and so for Councilman Rouse uh, gosh when it comes to his schedule and his public appearances public private anything that he's doing I have my hand in it and you're probably going to speak to me before you get to him at all but it's a lot of fun. Uh, I love having an impact on all of the different foundations and people and businesses that I work with. And uh, yeah, I mean, this area is just great. Like I said, being from Maryland, I never really felt homesick because where I grew up in Maryland is right on the water. And of course here there's, you know, we're surrounded by water everywhere. So it's, it's been really great to live here. And uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So 
Um, how do you get into, you know, starting your own agency? Like, it's not like I'm assuming you just, you know, wake up one day and say like, hey, well, let me go hit up this athlete, you know, and you know, let's talk. <laughs> right? So like, I'm sure, I'm sure there's like a background to that. Is that something you studied in school? Were you like, do you like do an internship somewhere? Like, how did that like start? Yeah. So actually I grew up around baseball. I grew up around Cal Ripken Jr.'s family. So from a young age, I was exposed to sports was, um, you know, working with the Little League World Series as an ambassador. Uh, when I got to Hampton, I initially thought that I wanted to get into broadcasting um, because I would host all of the basketball games, different events, and I really enjoyed being in front of the camera. I was really comfortable with it, but uh, I interned, all of my internships were sports-based and I also worked in the sports marketing department so I was able to really learn the ins and outs of the player personnel and business and marketing and corporate partnership side of things and I was really really good at it and so you know when I started working for other people um, you know just celebrities and athletes and working their events and things I just got the hang of it and then they would hire me, you know, separately or, or refer me. And so I started working for all these people and I, wow, like, you know, they're hiring me to do this, but I've got all the contacts. So why don't I just, you know, do it on my own? And like I said, at the time, uh, my business partner and I, who we went to school together, she's from Atlanta. She was, and has always been very focused on the student athlete side of things, whereas I'm definitely much more comfortable with the professional athlete, retired athlete, um, anybody that's got a nonprofit, things like that. So I was just, just really, really into it. And things just really took off for me. It, it was really a blessing because I had no idea that this was the direction that I was going to go, but it's been super rewarding and I wouldn't trade it for anything. That's, that's amazing. So I'm interested, um, I feel like, you know, sports, a lot of times stereotypically, it's more like a male dominated, you know, area. So I'm interested, like, how has, you know, but you say you've been in sports your whole life, right? So have you felt any or have you, you know, has it been uncomfortable in any instances or has it been, you know, I wouldn't say any roadblocks, you know, for being not only like a female, but a black female in that sports, you know, in that sports arena? How's that been? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's very difficult, just one, being a female in such a male-dominated industry, but on top of that, being a Black female, it's it's incredibly difficult because a lot of times I've been mistaken for being the girlfriend or the wife, and it's not until I open my mouth and I'm speaking, you know, about a certain initiative or topic and they're like, oh, wow, this girl really knows what she's talking about and she's not the girlfriend or the wife. <laughs> she's the one who put it together. So it's been incredibly difficult, but I think what keeps me going every day is I have really, really amazing mentors. Um, and in fact, most all of my mentors are men um, because unfortunately, sort of in the beginning, I, I just didn't get that comfort and support from women that were, you know, in the industry with me. I think it's just, it's really hard as a woman, you know, you work so hard and you feel like, I guess at times, maybe, I don't know, I guess maybe they felt like, well, I don't want to help her because 
I work this hard. She's, she's going to have to pay her dues and work this hard too. You know, we're not just going to give her the keys to the castle, but it's so unfortunate because it is so hard and, you know, there's room for everybody. There's so much opportunity, but like I said, just getting up every day, having that same passion or new ideas and new vision uh, has really, really kept me going. And I'm just so thankful to all of the, you know, clients that I've worked with for entrusting me, you know, with their, their visions and ideas, because breaking into it, you know, it, breaking into it wasn't hard for me, but just maintaining a, you know, really good reputation and also, just being consistent with my work is probably the most important thing as a woman in this industry and, and letting people know that you're serious. Like I love to have fun. I love, you know, making everything glitz and glam and wonderful, but it's so important for me to be taken seriously because this is my career. This is not, you know, just a hobby that I'm doing on the side. It's something that's just like really, really important to me. Nice. So, I'm interested. How has how's COVID affected? Um, you know, like putting on. I'm sure, like, obviously, like, you know, social gatherings. A lot of those, you know, put a ban. But you know, sports have been off, right? So is that like you have to have more time now, or is it like you know? You know, it's been so interesting because, as far as me personally, um, obviously, so many events and meetings, in-person meetings, and and site walkthroughs have been canceled, but the amount of virtual events that people want to hold and it's insane. And I am so terrible at working from home. It is not for me. When I come home, I want to relax. I want to chill. Like home is my, you know, comfort. So it's really hard for me to focus at home. I often have to, you know, get some fresh air or find another space, but as far as, you know, the athletes and the work, it hasn't really slowed down a lot because they want to do their part to help everything that's going on right now. So, you know, whether it's giving out masks, um, preparing for however school is going to be this year, a lot of them are preparing to do, you know, drive through school supply giveaways and things like that. So it really hasn't stopped, um, which I'm very thankful for. Uh, but at the same time, it's been super challenging just making that transition. Some of it's been easy, like the digital media part of things, which has always been, you know, just right at your fingertips. But everything else, like the virtual everything is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Nah, I, I don't know. You, you, you're going to have to start working from home soon. So, you know, you, you'll see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, me, me personally, like in the beginning, I didn't really mind, but then like, maybe it was like, after like the first couple of weeks, I didn't really mind. And after a while, I was like, oh, oh gosh, like, I need to, <laughs> I need to step outside. That, right? Definitely, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm a bit introverted, so I might like it. Who knows? <laughs> now, yeah. being home is great. Like being home every day is fantastic. Awesome. But having to meet deadlines while being at home on the couch and there's food everywhere and no like uh, yeah. no yeah and it, it's definitely uh depends on like what kind of job you're doing right so like i'm more like an office job right so like i'm more like working on a computer so for me like it i i felt it and didn't feel it because the only difference like okay i was in the office setting you know surrounded by coworkers, but at the end of the day like my job is literally like you know on computers so I got my little setup, so it doesn't really change too much. But for someone who's more like 
out and about more like event space right like that that must be like a bigger you know oh, yeah. transition to like just staying at home every day right so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um what would you say are some of like you know your best memories or like your best events and also probably like a lot of like learning lessons maybe something that like maybe like your first event like things that went wrong because i don't know like i this is the first person i met who has their own you know a little agency like that so what would you say like the best let's start with the best and then go with like some learning lessons i gosh i learned something from every single event um because there are just so many things that can go wrong and that do go wrong on the spot. I mean, from from losing a, a food caterer to, you know, a, a, a contracting company being stuck in two-hour traffic. I mean, there are just so many things <laughs> that go wrong. Uh, but the end result is always so awesome. Like, I guess my favorite event... Uh, that was most recent was actually a year ago now. We would have just had it a couple weekends ago, but it was a casino night um, with Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin uh, for the Hampton Roads Youth Foundation, and it was just phenomenal. I mean, we had so many guys, so many NFL players that were in town. All of the proceeds go to their scholarship fund. Putting it together was just so much fun because – I love the casino. It's probably not a good thing that I love the casino, but <laughs> I love it. Just seeing people eat and have fun and play games and, you know, the players are having a good time. It was just really awesome. Um, and then, of course, gosh, uh, I was doing an event for an NBA referee that has a foundation here. And he has a weekend cluster of events. And so he would have, like, a comedy show and then a jazz concert and then a party and then a golf classic. Like, and I think I stayed up 48 hours straight during his weekend. I will never do that again, but it was so fun. Like some of these events are just like the best time you'll ever have. You put so much work into it leading up. And then when it gets here, it's just like so fast. It goes so fast. So you really have to enjoy every moment, but oh my gosh, I, I don't think I've ever had a bad event some have been really hot you know outside we always seem to pick the hottest days for some of these but I can't say I've had a bad one I've, I've definitely learned through each event like I said but um yeah yeah most of it's personal learning lessons like learning not to procrastinate and get my nails done the day before or you know like things like that because I'm really really particular and on time and on it in my professional life but when it comes to like personal Jalen I'm like oh yeah I'll definitely be done I'll get that done like it's no problem and it's always always a problem so <laughs> That's funny. So um, that kind of reminds me, like, Edom and I, like, back in undergrad, we were part of NABA, National Association of Black Accountants. I knew you were going to say this. <laughs> yeah, man, like, it's, it's like, we had, like, a pretty good experience, like, in event planning, because, well, I was, for about three years, even it was, like, four years, like, you know, we would host events in school for, for our club, right? And um, everything, like, we, we always say, like, something always goes wrong, right? Like, we would always, like, we would always, like, invite guests, like, invite guest speakers, whether, like, you know, professionals, accountants, what have you, and um, I would say, like, we have, like, a 33%, like, attendance rate, like, we'd probably hit up yep. maybe, like, five professionals to come, and maybe they'll all be like, oh, yeah, like, we're sure, like, we'll come, and, like, the day of, like, three of them drop, you know? Oh, like, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh
you know, I, it just reminds me like I was my sophomore year, I was treasurer and like we have, we have an event. I think like it was like right after spring break, we just got snowed out for like a week. Um, and it was my job to like order the food, like order the pizza. Um, and like, since we got snowed out, like I, I never had time to order it. So like day comes, oh right? No food's there. Right. <laughs> so I have to, I have to pay like out of pocket for like five pies. Right. You know, trying to get people fed. Um, I was like, yeah, that's never going to happen again. But like, <laughs> definitely like something, every event, something went wrong. And I was kind of like, the, it became like fun, you know, it was kind of like, you know, but that's one that's one um so last thing i was gonna say um what i guess like advice would you have for someone who may want to get into this space or like you know what would you say are some good you know starting grounds or some tips if you have for you know male female anyone who might want to get into like event planning or like you know hosting this type of like you know company yeah, I would say um, definitely do your research because there are just so many different types. There's, you know, like corporate event planning and then, you know, the party social side of event planning, um, but they all require great PR and marketing and branding uh, depending on, you know, who the event is for. So I would say definitely do your research if it's something that you're passionate about go for it. Don't let anybody tell you that, you know, oh, maybe you should wait a while or maybe it's not for you or you're not as experienced because I mean, these days you don't need that much experience. Look who's in the white house. But anyway, um, (laughs) you know, I would just definitely say stick with your goals, stick with your dreams. If that's what you want to do, continue to do it because everything is within reach. Everything is attainable. I will say it's not something um, for the week (laughs) because It's just so many things that are at risk all the time, but it's very fun. It's, you know, fast paced, lots to do, lots to contribute to, a lot to learn, a lot of different people that you get to meet and work with. So I would just say, you know, just go for it. You could do it. Go for it. Um. I'm interested. One one of our guests, he asked me this question. I like to ask other guests this. He, he asked me like, what what my conceited goal is, right? Like, if you could just like attain one thing, what's your conceited my conceited goal? So I want to ask you, right? In terms of you know JV agency, what would you say is your conceited goal, right? Not just oh, I want to grow the business. Everyone says that, right? <laughs> so if there's maybe like you know one place you want to have an event or one specific person or people you want to work with, like what would you say is that one goal? Like I want to do that. Oh, I would say that I would want to partner with the either the NFL, NBA or MLB for one of their all-star weekends. I'm already very close with the (laughs) NFL, um, very close with the NFL. And I've done some things with the Washington Nationals as well. Um, But I would specifically want to throw an event for any of the league's all-star weekends. Got it. I like that. Yeah. For yeah. so the NFL, it would be like the Super Bowl or the Pro Bowl, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. NBA all-star weekend, that's like a, like you said, that's a whole weekend event. Of, of it's the- a whole weekend. <laughs> I would, that is just, I would love that. Yeah. Have you ever been? 
I have been to, um, I go to the draft almost every year for the NFL. So that's kind of similar. Um, Done some, some opening nights for NBA, but no, I've never been to actual All-Star Weekend. Yeah. Hey, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I feel it's so weird. I've been to so many games and events that they've held. And like I said, the draft, the draft is, I just, uh, it's so great because okay. when I go, I go for, you know, maybe the night before, which is Wednesday, they have a rookie premiere party um, that is super exclusive, invite only, so nice. They've got, you know, like, 30 of the uh, draft prospects to go round one, their families, their agents. And so you've got that. And then you've got, you know, they won the, the next day. And it's the draft is just an incredible experience. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sounds nice. That's so cool. Um, Edom, do you have any, any points before we end this transition to the next segment? Uh, I wanted to know how difficult it was trying to get a mentor you know, uh, a male mentor, I guess, specifically being, um, I guess, slept on as a female in your um, field? Uh, I was very lucky, very blessed to kind of just fall into, you know, my top two male mentors. They are actually, one is Carl Francis. He's the director of communications for the NFL Players Association. And the other is Vernon Lee Jr. He's like a major tech managing firm partner. And they are actually the co-founders of the foundation that I'm on the board of. So I've been working with them now for seven years. And I started as an intern, as their digital media intern, and each year just moved up. And so now I'm their event manager as well as board member for all of the foundation events. And it was just like, I learned so, so much from them. I'm so thankful for the both of them because not only have they been in the industry for 30 plus years, but they've seen how easy, you know, people come in and people go out. Like it's it's important to establish such a foundation so that you have longevity within your career and, you know, just being trustworthy, doing the right thing. So I was I was really lucky because I, I fell into them by working for the foundation and haven't let go of them since. So I was really, really, really lucky. Okay. Yeah. Speaks yeah. to the power of internships. Oh, oh gosh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I say about internships, you know, I think that now um, the younger generation kind of frowns upon them, especially if they are unpaid. Yeah. But all of the internships that I've ever had were unpaid, but they were some of the most valuable experiences of my career. And through every single internship that I had, I still have a relationship with somebody from that internship today, or I was, you know, referred um, from somebody from that internship. So they all had very, very important and integral uh, parts of making me who I am today within my career. So I would definitely say intern all you can, you know, there's, there's so much to learn. Of course, you're not going to make money all the time. You know, and it's unfortunate. I mean, I guess for some people, maybe that is the only thing that they can do. Like, 
but I would say for sure, do not shy away from unpaid internships. No, that, that's definitely a valid point. Um, like even Edom and I, we both got our opportunities to internships, right? Look, you know, I always think NABA because you know they they put us in that, in that position, but um, and pretty much all, pretty much a lot of our networking in college, like they've gotten internships and jobs with internships. So like I've personally seen how they work, um, and not and to the point of like paid and unpaid. You know, in our field, more like the finance field, like an unpaid internship is unheard, of, especially nowadays. Like that's kind of, yeah. <laughs> We don't really do that but you know there are instances where like you know the experience is going to be more valuable than right. you know uh you know the monetary and the money that you know you'll right. get and most of the time there are perks there are perks yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. perks yeah. versus pay are very different 100 um i follow gary v i look at all his videos and he always like tells people like a lot of times if you want to get into a certain industry or work with a specific person you have to offer your work for free Right. Oh, yes. Like that's a very crucial part, you know, and it's not, he says like, it's not about the money, but like you need to get that experience. You need to get that work under one to see, like, do you want, do you even really want that job? Right. Like you need to, you may say in your head, like, I want to work for this person, or work for this company, but you know, until you're actually doing like an internship or work there for a little bit, you may, you may be like, actually, I don't want to work there at all. Right. Like <laughs> maybe I actually don't like this field. And like, it's good to know that. Right. Because you don't want to end up stuck somewhere where, right you don't like it all right so um you know back to the power internships 100 percent, definitely agree like you, it's very important for these you know this generation just anybody like get get that experience you know get that real life like do i want to be here is this something i like to do if it is cool you know maintain those relationships like you said like maintain those relationships because you never know how they can help you in the future whether you stay with that company or organization or even you know move on in the future absolutely so, definitely definitely all right, so on that note, uh, we'll segue into the quote of the day. So let me go pull that up. So I'm actually not even sure who said the quote. Um, one of our former uh, guests, uh, Ash Cash, he posted it on his Instagram. So I just like took it from his Instagram. I'm gonna credit Ash Cash for it. Um, but the, the quote is, no matter what your current circumstances are, if you can imagine something better for yourself, you can create it. So um, I, I really like that. I had that like saved, you know, uh, to my phone, but I really, I really like that. Um, that that kind of helps me, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about it today, you know, not to like, you know, like be cocky or anything. I was like, wow, like I remember this around this time last year i was talking to edom and my boy alan like hey i'm gonna start a podcast right but i was so like i didn't know how to when like it was just it was just like an idea in my head but never really like put it you know like put it to action it wasn't until like you know until more into the fall um but you know i'm thinking like wow like i hear a year now like we met this is probably this is episode 40 something right i'm losing count right we've like we've met some amazing guests we've had some great relationships um, and you know, it really just stemmed from an idea, right? And obviously a lot of help from Edom, a lot of help from, you know, I guess you, right? Thank you. So any guests that we have, like it's, it hasn't been possible, you know, without them, but you know, just being able to, you know, see where I was like a year ago, you know, and like where I'm now, it's like, wow, like it really is like you hear it all the time, like, you know, if you believe it, you can achieve it. Right. But like, it's not until you actually do it yourself, right. That you really like, you know, those words really start to resonate, resonate with you. So. Um, I think that, 
that sorry that reminds me of a quote I actually just saw earlier today with um uh I'm not sure what the movie was but it was just a picture um when it feels scary to jump that is exactly when you jump otherwise you end up staying in the same place your whole life Ooh, I like that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that definitely so do you have any take on Jalen or no any any info we want I, you know, I, quotes are great to me. I find a new quote every day. I posted a quote today, actually. <laughs> I'll read it. I'll read my quote. <laughs> um, it says, everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind. Ooh, that's true. So that was my quote for today. But uh, to both of your quotes, I, I totally agree. You know, when it's time for you to grow. Most times you feel super uncomfortable. And um, I think that there is comfort and change at times. I think it can be 100% scary, but you don't know, you know, what comes on the other end until you make that change. So it's 100% risky, but that's the only way you're going to succeed by taking risks. Of course, we are all going to fail. And I see that all the time, you know, on social media. There's another quote that was like, you know, don't be afraid or, or don't, don't compare your life to the lives of others on social media because nobody's posting their failures. And <laughs> it's so true. It's like yeah. you don't see anybody like, oh, I face planted today. This is what happened. But it's, it's so true. I think that it's important for, you know, people to wake up every day and especially if they're entrepreneurs, just saying over and over those positive affirmations because every day is not an easy, good day. And, you know, just building the life that you want to live, designing the life that you want to live because so many of these CEOs and celebrities have have stories that are so similar like you know they'll say oh I had nothing I flew to LA and I had nothing and now look at me or you know it just all goes back to never giving up sticking with your plans write it down I'm I'm somebody that always writes everything down one because I will forget it if I don't write it down but two just because it makes it real it's something tangible that you can look at every single day and it's like okay did I do it today no but I'm gonna get it done tomorrow and when you have a vision for yourself and your company or your business or whatever it is a, a hobby a sport anything you have to be consistent you have to say okay like I am going to accomplish this it may not be today it may not be tomorrow, but I'm going to accomplish it. And so I think that when you take those chances and you take those risks and you become uncomfortable, it's one of the most beautiful things that can happen because like you said, a year ago today, you had an idea and you stuck with it. And now look, you are 47 episodes in, <laughs> like, that's great. you know, being able to look back and see the growth is is something that is i think just really really rewarding and so for me i'm always always talking and thinking and discussing with people like you know some people are like oh you're so high maintenance no i just know exactly how i want to live <laughs> and, <laughs> and i'm not settling for anything else because i can clearly see from the meetings i've been in from the rooms that i've been in from the people that i've met it's 100 percent attainable and within reach so why stop now I love that. I love that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, so any any last words before we go to the last segment? Uh, I have. Oh, go ahead. 
Oh, no, I said nah, I said nah. Oh, no, I just thought of another quote, actually, that somebody, it's not really a quote, but it's a question. And somebody asked me this the other day, and I thought it was the most brilliant thing ever. I will be asking it to my future assistants and interns, but they said, is it better to be perfect and late or good and on time? Ooh. Yes, it's like, <laughs> that's what I said. They asked me, I was like, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. What was your response? My response was, if if you're perfect, you wouldn't be late. So good and on time because there's always room for improvement. Okay. Okay. I was going to say good and on time, but that wasn't the explanation. But <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Definitely. Definitely. So um, on that note, we'll transition to our last segment. Um, I want to talk more about the Hampton Roads Youth Foundation. I saw a little news clip uh, that really like interested me. I think it's really awesome. So if you could describe what it is, what you guys do, um, and we can get a little from there. Sure. Oh my gosh. The Hampton Roads Youth Foundation is so near and dear to me. We use sports as a metaphor for life. We host the second longest running youth football camp in the state of Virginia. Uh, William and Mary is number one. And it was started by Carl Francis Jr. and Vernon Lee Jr., both uh, Hampton Roads natives. And growing up um, during their time, this area was really lacking in resources for youth athletes. Um, so they started a camp and the camp, like I said, that we just celebrated 24 years in the community and most all of the NFL players from this area, Michael Vick, Tyrod Taylor, um, Allen Iverson, who went to basketball, but Allen Iverson has attended the camp, Marcus Hagan, so many great people that are playing in the league or have retired have gone through this camp either as a player or you know a coach and so it has just been so so rewarding we do so much for the community we have a scholarship fund um, all of our fundraising funds go to that scholarship fund so typically every year every July we host our annual weekend it consists of about five or six events. We have maybe a leadership summit for high school athletes. We had that last year. We hosted the high school athletes talked about teen dating violence awareness, mental health, social media do's and don'ts, um, interaction with law enforcement. And then we host a two-day camp. We have day one for like eight to 13 and then day two high school. And then we host our premier fundraiser, which is the event with Pittsburgh Steelers head coach, Mike Tomlin. He's been coming back year after year after year. And uh, then we host a celebrity bowling party. We do things with the Virginia Peninsula Food Bank, uh, giving out lunch to youth in need. And we have a great time. Um, like I said, so many players, uh, Derek Naughty, Rashad Howard, Leroy Reynolds, um, so many players from this area have come through the camp and worked the camp, been in the camp, Taj Boyd, I could just go on and mm -hmm. on with the amount of guys that have participated. But like I said before, um, just being able, the professionalism and goal and mission that the camp is, is built upon has allowed us to 
hold this really great reputation in the Hampton Roads community. And that's why people come back every single year. And everything is completely free besides the fundraising event. So the players don't pay for anything. We've had really amazing partners and, and sponsors for many years, Priority Toyota, iHeartRadio. And um, yeah, we just do whatever we can to help the, the youth athletes and the community. And it's just, I love the foundation so much. I will probably be with them forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's amazing. I think that's a great opportunity. Um, you know, like you said, you said you use sports for the metaphor, metaphor for life, um, especially like targeting, you said like, you say like eight to 13 and then like high school, I think targeting those, um, those students, that, that's key. One, you know, who doesn't like sports, right? Or like, you know, sports, like that, that's something that a lot of, you know, students can relate to. Obviously you're using like NFL players. I'm sure a lot of these people, right, look up to these players. So I think that's, you know, I think that's really amazing. That's, you know, that, that's great to get the message, you know, and you know, it's not just a football message, but you said right. uh, law enforcement, social media, right? Like dating relationships, like that's, that's really important, you know, hearing it from, you know, hearing it from people that you, you look up to, you know, getting, getting that, like, that message. So um, I, I think, I think it's beautiful. <laughs> the phrase stardom young, I've been learning a lot lately, you know, there's so much truth to it. So, you know, even something like this, this starting them young and doing it is, is just amazing. Oh yeah. Especially because for a lot of the youth, you know, sports is their outlet. Sports yeah. is, is, you know, what maybe gets them away from their at-home life or things that are going on at school. So I, I think that only recently did the world realize how important sports are to our mental health, you know, now that we've had to go so long without it. But being able to watch some of the campers progress you know they've been coming for years and years and years and then they get to the high school age and it's it's really great after camp we have a chat session um with the nfl players and the campers and it's just completely unscripted the guys are talking about you know their personal journeys and their stories and it's just really powerful because they're asking they're the the participants are asking them questions but it's like um, you're talking, you're looking at me like I am you. I grew up the exact same way you grew up and I made it and this is exactly how I made it and you can do it too. And it's just really, really awesome. Like you, you have to come. Um, it's <laughs> amazing. We've had some really, really special guests to come through the years. Stephen A. Smith, um, John Amos, Michael Smith from ESPN, Michael Robinson from ESPN. And we just have really, really great support from people that are not even from this area just because of everything uh, that we do. But it's incredible. Next year is going to be just uh, huge because it's year 25. So next year is going to be huge. Definitely, definitely. I look forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I imagine, right, event coordinator, right? How, like, how is that process of putting on that event, right? Because, like, I, I would imagine this isn't, you know, some event at, you know, at college where you invite people to get a couple of pies, like, you know, <laughs> pies pizza. This is, like, a multi-day <laughs> event. So how how is that, you know, planning? Like, how long, how long in advance do you have to plan? Like, what does it take and, and all that? So ideally... You know, this is an event that happens every July. Ideally, we start December, January. Okay. And 
it is nonstop from, from December to July. It's very intense because each of the events requires a different audience. Each of the events, you know, just requires a different tone and it's exhausting. Um, we have really great volunteers, but it's just between managing the players, making sure they make it in town, making sure they're checked in their hotels, making sure they know where to be on time is just one avenue of it. And then making sure that, you know, the ticket sales, the marketing, the promotion, um, meeting with the caterers, meeting with the event space, there are just so many different things and levels that go into planning a, a weekend full of events. Um, it's really very difficult. I think that uh, by now, uh, like I've said, I've been doing this for seven years with them. So by now you would think that it would just be like, oh yeah, it's so easy. No, every year <laughs> is different. Every year, you know, brings its own challenges. But like I said, I think just because it's so rewarding, it's like, that's what gives me the energy to keep going because it's definitely exhausting. Um, and it's, it's, it's tough, especially like, it's mostly men that are not, not coming to the events, but besides the players and, you know, the participants, but like our big fundraising event, just having all of the players, all of the coaches, all of the, it's just a lot. It's a lot. I wish I could just, you know, maybe be a fly on the wall instead of actually being the person to organize it one day. But, um, it's definitely a lot. It's a lot. One time I, took a vacation to Italy the week before the event and I will never ever do that again <laughs> ever I mean Italy was beautiful I'll definitely go back to Italy again but doing that the week before oh no 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 it was just absolutely impossible and it's so funny because typically Vernon um one of the co-founders, typically he goes on vacation the week before, but it doesn't phase him at all. He's like, oh yeah, can you do this? Can you do that? Yeah, I know you can handle it. I'll be back. I'm in Mexico enjoying myself, but no. One time I went on vacation the week before and they did not stop, but it's just something that I love so much. The people are great. The, I mean, some of the people you see every single year just to come, they come just to see Mike. And he just has the most amazing positive aura and energy. He's always so motivating. You know, this is the one time that he really gets to come home from Pittsburgh every year. Mm. And so when he gets here, he's just like, everything's all love. Like, hey, family, what's going on? I mean, he's just, he looks so intimidating on the field, but he's really just such a fun, great Guys, so to see how excited people get to see him just for, you know, two to three hours is totally worth it. That's amazing. And I'm assuming, kind of like you said, uh, a lot of those skills are transferable to your own business, too. Oh, right? Yes. So, oh, yes. Um, if you could just briefly just speak about, like, the, the, be the benefits of that, you know, like, you know, taking those skills and applying it to yourself. Oh, yeah. So definitely, um, I would say the art of writing press releases, 
I can write a press release in my sleep, mm -hmm. um, creating those and maintaining the relationships with the media that we work with for interviews and things of that nature. You know, they've gotten to know me from working those events so that if I have a client of my own, I can easily say, hey, do you mind, you know, featuring this story or, or posting this for me? Um, just staying organized is definitely key and something that's necessary for my own business, but also for the foundation, uh, communicating, just natural communication um, with all of the, all of the players, all of the volunteers, having multiple meetings and conference calls, especially leading up, definitely keeps things in perspective and in line. And when everybody's on the same page, it's just great. It's just great when everybody's on the same page. But guarantee at the end of a conference call, somebody's going to have a question that you already answered. So it's just, you know, it's, it is the nature of the business, but it's something that I love so much that I just wouldn't change. Definitely. I mean, your patience must be through the roof, too. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I have a lot of patience. It takes a lot to get me upset. Um, but that's one of the reasons people say that they hire me for things. So one, one person said, you know, when something's going wrong, you just can't see it on your face at all. It's the greatest. Like you're just walking around, smiling, breathing, smiling, breathing. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> you have no other choice, man. I was right, right, right. Things could go very south if your event planner is going crazy. So mm -hmm. it's just better to remain calm and know that you only have maybe like an hour or two left to get through and everything will be fine. So yeah, on that note, Edom, any, any final remarks, statements, questions? No, nah, but I've, I've learned a lot. Honestly, what you do really reminds me of the HBO show Ballers. I don't know if you've ever... Uh. Yeah. <laughs> a lot like that. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah, nah, I loved hearing about this and learning. Definitely, definitely. So, once again, thank you very much for joining us this thank evening. You. Very informative, very educational. Um, I know our audience is going to love it. Um, how can people reach out if they have any questions, want to learn more about the camp, learn more about the agency? How can they reach out? For sure, yeah. You can follow me on Instagram, um, the real underscore JB. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook. Uh, the foundation also has Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and YouTube. It's at HRYF757 for all of our outlets. You can email me. My email's on my Instagram. I like to think I'm pretty responsive. It's probably why I have a very low social life because I'm very responsive in my work life. Um, but yeah, reach out anytime. I love to help others uh, bridge the gap between communities and industries and foundations. So absolutely. All right, definitely, you guys heard that. So once again, thank you very much for joining us on today's episode. For those listening, make sure to check us out on all platforms. Again, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff are all on there. Stay tuned. See you guys next week. Bye.